Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 305 DGS on KMOX. Gorgeous day out there. Uh, Brad Young joins us as he does typically weekly these days. Hey, Brad. Dave, good afternoon, sir. So there's so much to talk about in the legal world, especially <laughs> I want to focus on Donald Trump and his interview with uh, uh, Kristen. Is it Kristen or Kirsten? I can never get that straight with anyone. It's with Kristen Welker. Yeah, I think Kristen, Kristen Welker. Yeah. Uh, Kristen. But, but first, uh, Andrew tells me that you have a take on the flamethrower incident with a couple of the fellas <laughs> on your side of the aisle, and I'm interested. I think you're a very smart and reasonable guy, and I, I don't know your take yet, so let's hear it. Well, we, we've got to set it up in context. There was uh, uh, the, one of the guys who's running for Bill Eigel, who's running for governor and uh, and a state representative, Shore, did this incident where they took flamethrowers and were allegedly burning books. Now, as as I looked into this, uh, first of all, they weren't burning anything. I think the boxes were empty, but they were yeah. symbolically burning these books. And and my reaction is is I think typical of most people. If you see anyone burning books, uh, listen, I'm thinking of the third Indiana Jones movie where the where the Nazis are burning books. All right, nobody wants to see that. And I think in our country, we could have a legitimate, uh, intelligent calm discussion about what books should or should not be in schools. I mean, for example, the left wants to ban Huckleberry Finn. The left wants to ban To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, the right wants to, to ban books in, in involving LGBTQ. But I, I don't understand why we just can't have this conversation to, to agree that we, we can have books that reflect all sorts of philosophies. We shouldn't have books that intimately describe in a graphic and explicit fashion uh, sexual activity, which is some of these LGBTQ books do discuss that. But we can discuss this. We don't have to have some incident where we're taking a flamethrower and burning empty boxes uh, in order to convey a message. That's just unnecessary. Yeah, we, we, we once again kind of see eye to eye on that. So uh, I'm watching Meet the Press live, and it's as close to a Jack Nicholson, a few good men moment as I've ever seen. <laughs> and just to kind of set it up, uh, uh, Kristen Welker is talking to the president, which, first of all, I think, Brad, you would agree, like, the guy the guy has to campaign, but I, legal advice would be do just stay away. Stay away from anything tricky like that. And she kind of did trick him a little bit, I think, with his ego, because talking about January 6th and who made the decision about this, this uh, election was rigged and one of his better defenses 
uh, to the January 6th uh, indictment is, hey, I was listening to the advice of counsel. I had lawyers. Uh, lawyers mm-hmm. aren't perfect. I'm not perfect. And it was a very complex situation, very dynamic. And I was taking the advice of, of my licensed attorneys. And she says, yeah, but you were in charge. Right? He's like, oh, yeah, I was in charge. I, I made all the decisions. And I have a great uh, instinct and a great gut. When you saw that, how did that hit you? Oh, come on. You know how it hit me. I was cringing because the attorney within me was saying, shut the blank up. I mean, you should not be talking. Of course, no one can tell Donald Trump not to talk. But but this is the inherent problem when you mix law with politics, because in politics, you've got to talk nonstop. You've got to fill the air. You've got to take all of the oxygen out of the room. And when it comes to legal issues, that's the worst thing that you can do, because every single thing he says uh, can be used as evidence. I mean, anyone that's seen Law and Order knows anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. And this is this is going to be Jack Smith was just really flagging the interview tape to say, okay, there's exhibit one, there's exhibit two, there's exhibit three, uh, because it's horrific from a legal perspective to be making statements that are critical to the defense of your criminal case. And another thought I had, Brad, one of the very first things I learned in, in I didn't learn a lot in law school, but I learned a lot once I got out about being a trial attorney. And, yeah. and, and I had great mentors, and one of them said, if you get a, a witness on the stand, and they're making your case for you. Just shut up. Let them mm-hmm. go. Let them hang themselves. Don't try to be Clarence Darrow. Don't try to be, you know, uh, impressing the jury. Let them talk. And Jack Smith is trying to get these gag orders. And I can't believe he's trying to get these gag orders because if I were Jack Smith, I would want Donald Trump on television every day. Yeah. But see, I think there's a, a jujitsu like mentality with those gag orders from Jack Smith because the simple act of him filing to get those gag orders, the result of that in a chess move is that Trump is going to rail on his attempt yeah. to get a gag order, which in turn should provide evidence. I wonder now, if he was that smart. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think so. That's what I would do. So, but as I look at this, and I'm looking back at the, at the Jack Smith indictment. And in order to prevail, he has to prove, number one, that Donald Trump knew what he was saying was a lie. Okay, Even with the statements that he said to Kristen Welker, there's still a bit of a hurdle to overcome here, that he has to know that it was false. But, it, but part of that knowledge is going to be that his attorney general, Barr, said there was no fraud. Uh, the acting attorney general, Donahue, said there was no fraud. Uh, and, and really, the only attorney that said that there there was fraud in this election was a guy named Jeffrey Clark, who desperately wanted to be the attorney general. And then you've got the nutcases of Giuliani and and uh, and Sidney Powell and, and that ilk. So, uh, yes, this was very bad weekend for Donald Trump. Uh, Brad, I know you also want to talk about this intriguing case in Virginia. Uh, I wish we had fewer intriguing cases like this, but tell everyone what's going on with this uh, this candidate. Well, I, this is the kind of thing that I, I find interesting, not for the reason why you think, but there's a candidate in Virginia. She's running for the state house. And basically what happened was, is that she was performing on some sort of a, uh, like a, a OnlyFans type thing where you could donate money and she would perform specific sex acts with her husband uh, based upon requests from people who are watching. Now, here's the part that I find interesting, not necessarily that part, but this part, 
because now that the opponents of her are raising this as an issue, she claims that this is uh, like revenge porn, where people are illegally invading her privacy by bringing up the fact that she performed sex acts on publicly visible mediums uh, for money, and that now that, that, that her opponents are bringing this up, that's an invasion of her privacy. And from a privacy perspective, I find this very interesting because how can you argue it's private if you're literally performing in public for money? I, I, I don't know how that uh, even passes the straight face test. Uh, Brad, this is not so much of a legal issue, but I'm curious on your stance. Uh, a couple segments ago, we talked about the Senate's move to dress down, basically, casual Friday, uh, to accommodate John Fetterman and anyone else who would like to not wear a suit and would rather wear a hoodie on the floor of the Senate. Your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are, I think the two main people who would be the focus of that dress down uh, would would be Mitch McConnell and Dianne Feinstein, because they need to wear, you know, those uh, uh, those uh, hospital gowns that are open in the back. That That's really what they need to wear to the Senate, because it makes it easy to uh, put in an IV. Who knew Brad was a shock jock, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, and I'm I'm now terrified to ask you this, but what about Lauren Boebert? <laughs> have, have the button ready, Rach. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's my, Brad Young. You know, have the dumb button ready. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, guys. You know what we? Oh, well, it, what's interesting is, and I'm not. I can't even describe uh, what the video purports to show. What Lauren Boebert was doing. But uh, let's just say that uh, that her and that uh, uh, state representative from Virginia, the only difference is, is that the state rep from Virginia was getting money for it. That's the only difference that I can see between those two videos. There you go. Well played. Huh. I was terrified just then. Anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> there, there were a lot of side eyes in the studio. <laughs> the only Where's difference he between her and, yeah. and we all were like... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's great. Brad, you're the best. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, Thanks, guys. Great to talk to you. Mm. (laughs) Who'd have thought Brad Young would be the guy that scared me the most in this show? (laughs) Brad Young, legal analyst, political analyst, edgelord. (laughs) Between the two of you. (laughs) Well, at least I cut mine. You guys could go on tour. In the studio. (laughs) That was good. Uh, You want to break and do some uh, audio? We want to do a couple now. You're it's, the boss. You're the boss. You're the actually. boss of me. Your, your name's on the show. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm so tired of my name being on the show. <laughs> the three of us, Andrew, were just talking about. <laughs> this really should be the show. Like the break should should be the show <laughs> because sometimes it could get us arrested. And then right there, the three of us sounded like. 80-year-olds from the Civil War talking about how much we loved ice cream and, and like competing with each other like, oh, yeah. give me a little caramel sauce. I did the bubble gum thing again, didn't I? With you the sure ice did. Cream. Yeah. You sure did. He had ice cream cones and ice cream cookies. He told us at what temperature he likes to start eating ice yeah, cream. Yeah, when it starts getting warm, you eat ice cream, and then when it stops being warm, you stop eating ice cream. Kevin, Kevin's been doing this a lot lately. He's been doing it a lot in the office, too, and I love him for it. Yeah. It's very, it's very uh, uh, funny, but he he, he over-explains a lot of he stuff. He man's oh God. Like he and I and I, and I sympathize. I sympathize because I can do that, too. Like, I'm constantly telling my <laughs> wife, 
to tell me to shut up. He's explaining to us. <laughs> yes, I noted that. I got it. No, that's a different thing. This is totally different from that. But I, I will tell her to like not just let me ramble on about whatever. And I think Kevin falls into the same. Oh, so then it's her responsibility. Yeah, something tells me the horse is out of that barn. Yeah, it is her responsibility. It's on I'm, you now, honey. I'm asking for help. I, I will. I mean, I'll cop to it. I am definitely an over-explainer. There's no question about it. You, you, you're just passionate. I know. I can't hold it back. But yes, I am guilty of that. I'm guilty of almost all the things people say about me. <laughs> uh, Keyword almost. Audio. Let's do some audio. Let's start with mine. I just loved this. I saw this on TikTok. It's from 1993 when they started taking credit cards at Burger King. And the way people reacted, it is so good. All right. Let me see. What will it be? We're here to go. Uh, Would you like ketchup on that? Well, uh, large or small fry? <sighs> cash or credit? What? The home of the Whopper is offering cash or credit. I think it's pretty bad if you have to use a credit card when you go to a fast food restaurant for something as little as $3.10. If I use my GM card, I get a 5% rebate. Yeah, thank you. If I eat here long enough, I'll be able to buy a pickup truck. Burger King bosses say workers won't have to figure out how much change the customer gets back. I just hope it doesn't slow things down at the cash cash and carry that people are going to be having to call New York and get get the confirmation or, you know, whatever it is, because when I want a Whopper, I want it now. Just another way to spend money. I'm sure it'll work for people on vacation when they don't have to do something, but I can't imagine it working on a day-to-day -day basis here. So far, the smallest credit has been for $2.50, the largest just over 10 Jamie Costello, mm. News Channel 2. Just over 10 Wow. Of course, 10 bucks wow. at that time probably fed a family of eight. That's so good. I just hope it doesn't slow things down. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> they really thought that that was going to be the thing that crashed the whole economy was people. I will say, though, like, I don't, I don't remember it very well, but I was a kid. I do remember that sometimes the credit card things didn't work very well. Mm. Rach, did you use the cha-ching thing when you were at uh, that's at Radio Shack? Like, if the credit card was down, you made, like, a carbon copy of it? Yeah. yeah. But the yeah. time they're talking about... That's the only way you could do it. Yeah. There was no, like, electronic thing. It was oh. just, yeah, you got to get the little thingy out, put that in there. What, what was that? That was like a little slider, and then yeah. you got to sign it. It was very satisfying. Yeah. I had to use that when I worked at the restaurant at SIU, and it well, I, I, I feels like you're doing something. Someone reposted this on Twitter, and people were saying, "I can't believe this was only 30 years ago." Imagine the things we're talking about now that in 30 yep. years are going to make us look so silly. AI probably going to be the big one, one oh, way or the yeah. other, like good or bad, mm -hmm. or good and bad. But we're going to sound like goobers. Well, because like, we have no that? idea what we're talking right, exactly, about. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we're like, Just I like hope it didn't. doesn't take over. Yeah. Whatever that means. <laughs> All right, Wheels, what audio would you like to play? You have a couple of things here. Let's, is there still the Mitt Romney one there? I don't think so. No. Let me check and see if that's still in the system. <laughs> <laughs> I sent so many recently. Where's, what are, what are the ones DeSantis, I You have DeSantis, you have Trump. Are those the only ones? Okay. Um, I was going to go with the, the uh, funnier one, but let's do the, let's do the DeSantis one doing his dirty, hairy routine. Joe Biden doesn't care about these people that are dying. He's not lifted a finger to hold the Mexican drug cartels accountable. Uh, they are invading our country and killing our people. I'm authorizing the use of deadly force against them. If they're breaking... If and when they try to break into our country, bringing fentanyl in, uh, these Mexican drug cartels, it's going to be the last thing they do. 
because we're going to leave them stone cold dead. <laughs> he said that again? Again, but this is the problem that I have with this. First of all, I, I'm guessing he probably knows the thing that I'm about to say, which is what bothers me about it, because he's talking about fentanyl and the border. But more than 90%, this is not Wheeler numbers. You can, you can look this up. I believe this was from the DEA. But more than 90% of the fentanyl that comes into the country comes in through legal points of entry. Okay, it comes in through ports, through the legal, you know, pathways that people drive their cars through. 90% plus is coming in or it's coming in like in airplanes or what. It's not being carried across the border. So making the border a fentanyl issue is such a it's such a small percentage of the fentanyl that's coming in. It's irrational, but then we also have this, yep, due process is gone when I'm president. We're just going to start shooting. Like, don't you? Don't we still have to prove our case? So I'm fascinated by DeSantis when it comes to this. To what degree do you think this is what he's like all the time? Or has he decided this is the character that will get him mm. elected? That's a great question. I think it's the character. I mean, I don't, I don't personally know him, but it's just the way it's just awfully convenient that these talking points line up with the most popular issues in the party. He reminds Mm. me so much of Hillary Clinton Mm. in that everything to me personally, everything that Hillary ever did or said always seems so performative. Like she had rehearsed it. Yeah. Like she had to rehearse being a human being. She had to rehearse her laugh. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's how <laughs> he seems to me as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, the thing that really bothers me, too, is that there's a real issue at the border. Like there are real problems that need to be figured out there. Why are we talking about the thing that's not really a border problem when we're talking about the border? The fentanyl problem is a much bigger thing coming in shipping containers into ports than it is with people carrying backpacks across the desert. And I think you're taking away a real discussion from a real problem and you're, you're, you're making it about something that sounds sensational. And I really wish that like, this kind of gets back to my thing all the time. Just talk about the actual problem. We don't need to make it something that it's not. 335 DGS. Dave Murray's off today, but I believe he has a live look. Yeah, give me one second here to get that queued up. Still dealing with a pretty nice weather pattern, but the pattern itself is starting to change. We're getting out of the northwest flow where we've been today and into tonight and more of a south to southwest flow. That's going to start to increase our temperatures and in time increase a little bit of moisture, though it's kind of a slow process for the moisture. Not so slow with the temperature on Tuesday. A lot of sunshine. Morning's great, but it will be noticeably warmer in the afternoon. Nothing weird, nothing extreme. 80 for the high on Tuesday, and I'm still thinking that Tuesday is probably the warmest day of the week ahead. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, more clouds than sunshine. We'll see a little sun. I don't think we see a lot, but each day could bring a spot shower. Very, very limited. 82 degrees for the high temperature Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Looking into the weekend, an increasing shot of some shower and some thunderstorm activity kind of unfolding during the day Saturday, especially late Saturday afternoon and into Saturday night. Not sure it's a lot of rain at this point, but the pattern is changing enough that it will increase the moisture shots, especially as we go into and through the weekend. 
Now, it's been kind of dry. September is a dry month, so it, but it's also kind of a, a push-pull situation. This is the heart of, of harvest time for the farmers. Soybeans, a bunch of other crops have to come in. So the farmers are hoping for no rain at all. Everybody else is kind of hoping for a little bit of rain because the vegetation is getting a bit on the dry side. So we have a warming trend coming up over the next several days. Talk to you tomorrow. Oh, Dave sounded sad. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I mean, I've been on with him every day of my life for 25 years. He sounded sad. He's sad because there's no weather. Could be it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Wheels, I thought of you last night. I was watching one of my paranormal shows, mm-hmm. and uh, it was, you know, like someone, look, I videotaped a skinwalker, and he went all wheeler on the skinwalker. So a skinwalker <laughs> is like a Native American legend of, you know, someone who can change into a wolf or a mm-hmm. this or a that. They're terrifying. And uh, this guy's just just screaming at the wind, or at the, at the <laughs> changeling, whatever. And this guy's from New York. And he's screaming, you're not even from New York. And <laughs> first of all, I thought that's exactly what you would do. But then I thought, you know, I might do that, too, out of pure fear. Like, if I were ever really confronted by something like that, I think I, I might, as opposed to cowering, again, but out of fear, not bravery, I might just start screaming at it. Maybe sometimes what we think is bravery is that. Could be. Mm-hmm. Maybe people will get credit for bravery when actually they're just scared, you know what, Les? It could at, le- at least... Flight. Maybe at least the first time or two, and then maybe you become a little bit more, all right, that worked, and then it becomes bravery? I don't know, but yeah, that's... I don't know why, but I get a lot of, I've gotten a lot of the Skinwalker videos on TikTok lately too, like where it's like, look at this video of a, and it's usually just something skinny running at somebody from outside mm-hmm. the bush and they run away. But like, that, that's definitely like a Wheeler response. I get that. Um, let's just do a couple weird things here. We'll do headlines on the other side. We have a really fun Sweet 16 coming up, by the way, at uh, four, which is the best yelling scenes of all time in movies. And we have the sounds. So this would be a lot of fun. Um, do you guys know? Everyone knows what a scapegoat is, right? Like, oh, he's just a scapegoat. Do you know where that comes from, though? No. I didn't either. Goat that escaped. I'm doing goats. 59 years old. Been saying it my whole life. Had no idea where it came came from. Uh, It's from the Bible. It's from the book of Leviticus. And evidently, what God told the the Jewish people to do, which I'll get get this somewhat wrong, I'm sure, uh, to get rid of their sin was to take one goat and sacrifice it to to him, to Yahweh, and take another goat, and he would put all of the sins of the villagers on this goat, and then they would just lead it into the wilderness and let it go. And there would go all of their sins, and it became known as the scapegoat. Isn't that mm. crazy? Yeah. How the hell did I live my whole life and never know that? Poor goat's like, I feel different. Plus, I can't really put my finger on it. Plus, very few people read the Bible. I'm just gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna call everybody yeah. out. I mean, people are like it's my favorite book. I read it good cover to cover. Like, no, you no, you didn't. <laughs> like I had no idea that was that was in there. But that was very fascinating. You know what's fascinating from that period in time too is the goats that they sacrificed were the best goats of their flock. So, like, the one without any blemishes. And as a kid, I was just like, oh, okay, fine. As an adult, I understand more what that means. It's so much more of a sacrifice because that's probably your favorite goat. Right. And that's the one you have to let go of. Yeah, you could probably grab a scroungy goat and be like, here you go, God. Exactly. Do they, uh, I'm sorry if I don't know this, did they, like, eat the goat that they sacrificed? No. No. That would be bad. Oh, so you just kind of leave it out? Yeah. Okay. I'm honest question. I didn't know. (laughs) 
Yeah, that would be not great if you <laughs> ate the goat. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I went to Catholic school my whole oh. lives, and I don't know that at all. All, I'm those, pretty sure all the sins just rushing back into them. I'm pretty sure that was a No, a the problem. other one. They don't they don't put the sins in the one that's killed. Okay. They right. put the sins in the one that gets sent out in the wilderness. Good, right? I, I never mind because I was going to say I'm pretty sure that was a problem in some story in the Bible is they did eat the meat that was supposed to be sacrificed, but I could be making that up. No, that sounds right. Um also, I saw several places that it's pretty well accepted in the science where science meets paranormal. Uh, mostly like UFO people, that we are always 40 years ahead of where we think we are in government technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have I said that before? Isn't that crazy? I believe that. That I know when the stealth bomber came out during the Gulf War, uh, it came out that we'd had that for some time. We just didn't have a reason to bring it out. We didn't Mm -hmm. want to show them our really good stuff, Mm -hmm. which... I know there's a lag time. I know that there are things that we have that we don't know about. But 40 years, that seems stout. Yeah, I, I, it makes sense. I mean, to me, it makes sense anyway, because the, who has more of a vested interest in investigating new technology than a government would, especially the military would on its own. So they're always looking to be ahead. I wouldn't think they're 40 years ahead on everything, but I, they got to be on certain things. I mean, what was, Dave, what was, when did the first sightings of the, uh, the uh, stealth bomber start? Weren't they in like the seventies or eighties? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it didn't come out till the nineties. Area 51. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, makes sense. Um, I thought this was really pretty cool. Uh, it was on one, I don't think it was on one of the Sunday shows, but it was on a weekend magazine kind of show. And it was about this car wash that I think pretty much only hires people with pretty severe autism. And it was so cool and so sweet and the uh, mostly young people and they're just killing it. And uh, about half of them move on to another job, uh, a more complicated job. But the guy talked about the dignity of failure. He said that we give these kids, some of them, you know, older, the 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 opportunity to fail. And I thought that, that was, there was something really beautiful about that, whether someone's on the spectrum or, or not. Just that a safe place to take risks and to fail, to not accomplish what you tried to do, whether it's pushing the right button or it's calculus or whatever it happens to be, and not be berated for it. But be called on it. Hey, you're supposed to push the green button there. You push the red button. Next time, let's try to push the green button. But in a very supportive way. And I just thought that that was a really interesting concept. The dignity of failure. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to get better at something without failing at it first? Little kids are, you know, they kind of exist in a space where it's like, it's okay to try something and try again. And they don't worry about looking stupid while they're doing something. That's something we kind of lose as we get older. I feel I have that anyway. I have that big time. I don't want to try. I don't want to try something and fail and look dumb. Uh, But giving someone the opportunity to do that, I, I think there is a lot of dignity in that. 
350 DGS, Sweet 16, best yelling scenes of all time coming up at 4. Headlines, Rach? Headlines is brought to you by Schnucks. Get your groceries delivered or use curbside pickup with the Schnucks Rewards app. Did you guys see that two pilots were killed in a collision during an air racing event Mm. uh, in Reno, Nevada? Officials say the T-6 aircraft collided in midair while attempting to land during the national championship air races. The pilots were named Nikki Mace and Chris Rushing and were described as expertly skilled pilots. No other injuries were reported. Can I make this about me? I have what I think could be a false memory. I have a memory of being a kid. It is so specific. I could make a movie of it. And it's of an airplane race, not a show, but a race where they were going around like this obviously huge oval. And we were at a house that Abraham Lincoln slept at or lived or something. And we're sitting on a picnic table and watching it all happen. And no one remembers it but me. You guys have anything like that? And it freaks me out because I like... I remember that better than I remember most things like from the past year. Hmm. I don't think I have anything like that. I can't really draw up any to mind specifically, but I know that I have like two or three things like that that are just extremely vivid. Like it could have been a dream, like a vivid dream I had when I was six years old or something. There might, there, there might be something to that that it's so much more vivid than so many of your memories. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I definitely have... A couple of dreams, especially from when I was a kid, that I remember better than I remember most things that actually happened. Yeah. Because yeah. they just make an, it made an impression on you. When you woke up, you're like, what the yep. heck? Same. Yeah. So some states are trying to entice people to move there by offering relief on student loan debt. Those states include Kansas, Maine, and Maryland. They're offering relief in the form of tax credits and other special programs. Smart. Hmm. Smart. Yeah, good idea. The, Vivek Ramaswamy... <laughs> Uh, responds to a Fox News poll showing that he was annoying. He was on Fox News Sunday. <laughs> Potential voters find him annoying, according to a Fox News poll. What do you say? Ramaswamy said, the reality is many people are annoyed by my rise and believe that a 33-year-old is too young to be U.S. president. The fact of the matter is that Thomas Jefferson was 33 years old when he wrote the Declaration of Independence. He also invented the swivel chair while he was at it, by the way. That's why you're annoying, Yeah, I was going to say that first it's part. not why you're annoying. It's not your age. Uh-huh. It's that you talk about the swivel chair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got pushing his glasses up energy. Do you think he has no idea that he's annoying? Uh, I think he's. I think he's trying to be a little obnoxious because he well, he thinks that that is getting. He thinks that's getting him more attention. Whether it is or not, I think he might attribute some of. What his is it in general you obnoxious. think that we find annoying? If I say to you like, "Oh, wait till you meet Ted," oh, he's annoying. What are you What are you looking for? What are you expecting? I think with Ramaswamy, it's just it's so obvious what he's doing. He's just trying to be the populist and st- say all the right things and connect with the most people. And you can tell he doesn't believe what he's saying. That's why he irks me. But uh, yeah, it's like that you're not being genuine, and maybe you're just trying way too hard while you're not being yeah. genuine. Ag- aggression's a lot of it for me. Like aggressive know-it-alls. Mm-hmm. That and to me, that's what he is. He's like an aggressive know-it-all. I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> I, forgot, I, I really, I really fell asleep on that one, didn't I? <laughs>
<laughs> Believe me, I know annoying. <laughs> annoying ginger know-it-alls. <laughs> they always say, let's go. They're so loud. It's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Raising a kid today costs an eye-popping amount. Research by Lending Tree says it costs nearly $240,000 to raise a child up until it's time to go to college. Bad news for you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, then add in college right <laughs> yeah, after that. That's before college. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's the end of the segment. I thought so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Smooth as yep. silk. Flawless as usual. <laughs> Machine. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.